Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right. Welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 21. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent. With me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? hey oh, I am pumped to be here, Big Bet Brent. All right. Hey, Mad Money Mike, so this is the first pod after Christmas. I need to know, did you have a Merry Christmas? How did everything turn out? Did you get what you did? Did, uh, did old St. Nick get you what you were asking for? How'd it go? Yeah, man, I uh, needed coal. I got coal. You know, it's all in all, it's a success. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was, uh, it was, you know, first Christmas with uh, with the baby being old enough to you know dig into the wrapping paper. So you know that was cute. We got the photo op, and everything's gone off without a hitch so far. How about you? Oh yeah, we had a great time over here. Same thing with Kramer. You know, the first Christmas where he was open in pre- well, he wasn't open in presents, but like we got him presents, and I felt like he understood that. Hey, I'm getting more toys. Um, yeah. We had the family in ten- uh We we met up uh, with my brother's three kids and their family in Pensacola. So um, it was nice. cool to see all the nieces and nephews playing with Kramer. So turned out really well, man. Made it back safely uh, yesterday, and. Uh, Ready to get into NFL Week 16 recap. Hey, yo. Um, yeah, coming at you from the Underdog Podcast Network. Mad Money Mike, we had a full slate of games. And let's start it off with the final Thursday night football game of the season. The 49ers heading into Tennessee, taking on the Titans. 49ers were favored in this game. Titans were at home, three and a half point underdogs. But they come away with the victory, and this was a this was a so for you Seinfeld fans out there, this was a bizarro world football game. We have been harping on the Titans for how they their offense is so potent, but they have they have butterfingers. They turn over the ball way too much. This was the the, the script was the script was flipped. The Titans had no turnovers. The 49ers had all the turnovers. They blew the 49ers flew blew a 10-0 halftime lead for the first time under Kyle Shanahan. That's 18-0 previous to this game. The Titans kick a 44-yard field goal with four seconds left to squeak by the 49ers. This was, like I said, uh, uh, Titans finally win the turnover battle, but the 49ers outgained the Titans 389 to 278 yards. AJ Brown got uh cleared from injured reserve to play in this game and he went off 11 catches for 145 yards and one touchdown he had eight catches on third down 69 percent of the titans receiving yards julio jones had a quiet night meanwhile on the 49er side jimmy g reminded everybody why san francisco drafted trey lance overall he did not have a good night 322 yards for one touchdown and two interceptions Crazy enough, though, he still ended with a 74% completion rate, which is pretty dang good. Mad Money Mike, want to get your thoughts on this game? The 49ers take a L, 
so they're you know they're a little, they're still in the playoff race. Um, if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs. But this definitely you know clearly isn't good. The Titans, meanwhile, they get another win. They're only one game behind the Chiefs for the first for the first overall seed in that coveted first round bye. Now we're going to talk about Derrick Henry and the injury section, but Mad Money Mike, thoughts on this game? And I want to know, with all the talk around Jimmy G and about, oh, this is why Jimmy G stinks, I want to know, would you take him or Matt Stafford or Kirk Cousins as your franchise quarterback? Ooh, thanks a lot for uh, giving me a pile of turds to choose from. That's uh, that's that's a that's a rough bunch. Um, well, first and foremost, thoughts on the game. As our loyal listeners surely remember, this was the first win of the night for the uh, It's a Lock podcast team. I believe that you and I both took Titans plus three. I know that I did. I think it was. Uh, I think we had a ditto moment. We talked about a West Coast team having to travel east on a short week and uh, Carapolo in his normal crap ways. Uh, certainly, is something that we discussed and. And he provided. So, uh, cha-ching. Yeah, so that was a nice win. And, you know, the Titans obviously benefited from having A.J. Brown back. I mean, talk about a – it's funny because they're a team that's like Derrick Henry. It's a one-man team. Now, in the, And then they have a night where it's A.J. Brown, a one-man – you know, they can have a one-man night and win a lot of games. You know, this gets them to 10 wins. Pretty impressive season for uh, Mike Brabel and company. And, uh, and, and I believe they locked up the division. Uh, I'll have to double check on that. I'm not sure how the math works, but I think they locked up the division. So they probably get like a banner or something. Uh, definitely at least a tip of the cap from somebody. Oh boy. And to answer the, uh, the last question about, um, you know, taking uh, Jimmy G or Matt Stafford or Kirk cousins. Now, obviously there's context here because it's like who, what divisions do they play in? You know, what defense do they go up against? Who, what receivers do they have around them? It's not just as simple. Now on the surface, I think that I would knee-jerk reaction, Kirk Cousins. I really have zero faith uh, left in Jimmy G. Matt Stafford, I've never had any faith in him, even though he has had some moments uh, this season. I still think it's Kirk Cousins in the talent pool. But as far as, you know, defenses that they go up against and stuff, you know, the Vikings really seem to struggle. But long haul, gun to head, I'm going to have to take Kirk Cousins on that one. All right. I, I tell you, so Jimmy G had a bad night. He threw two interceptions and he just didn't look good. But that's so rare. I, I would definitely take uh, Jimmy G out of those wow. three. The fact that he it's so rare for him to have all those turnovers and a bad night for him is 74 percent complete completion percentage um, in, in my mind seals the deal. I don't like how. uh Kirk Cousins turns the ball over, although we do have the same birthday. So, all right. So that was Thursday night football. Let's head to a Christmas Day game, a little bit of holiday action. The Indianapolis Colts go into Arizona and continue their impressive winning streak and beat the Cardinals. Uh, Colts on the road. They take care of business 22 to 16. Now, starting with the Cardinals, talk about a team sliding down the shoots and ladders video game or board game of the NFL season. They're now three and five after a seven and zero start. And they just look sloppy. This game, they didn't have any turnovers, but they had everything, but they had a bad snap that turned into a safety. They had 11 penalties for 85 yards. They were one out of three on fourth down conversions. And they had two missed field goals and one missed PAT, which is seven points. And they lost by six. So, 
Cardinals need need to need to figure it out, and they need to figure it out fast. They have locked up a playoff spot, but I mean that's you know I guess that's great. Clearly that's great, but at the end of the day, where they're standing right now and in the history they the slide they've been on, they're in big trouble. Meanwhile, talk about uh, two teams on two different trajectories. The Colts are six and one in their last seven. This was an excellent road win with pretty much their entire offensive line injured. And they were also without all pro linebacker Darius Leonard. Carson Wentz had a very solid performance. I had been also um, poo-pooing him for his, uh, you know, ter- for his, I guess, lack of, for how he committed too many turnovers. Um, he went 18 for 28 for 225 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Uh, Mad Money Mike, the question I want to ask for you, in addition to, of course, you know, your thoughts on this game is. Like I mentioned, the Cardinals have locked up a playoff spot. Likely they will be on the road in the first round. Will the Cardinals right the ship in time for the playoffs? Do you think they can go on the road and get a win, or do you think that this is uh, the Titanic and it's going down? Yeah, well, first uh, let me just say that as our loyal listeners surely remember, this is the second win for Mad Money Mike on the evening. I also took the Colts. I believe I took $25 off of you in the tracker on this one. Uh, so I'm going to have to give myself a tip of the cap. And although it was a nice win, I really feel like this was a game that the Cardinals lost more so than the Colts won. Uh, they're just a bad team. The Cardinals are just a bad team. And by that, I mean team is a game that's played by 22 different people. You know, like everybody has to, you know, work in harmony. There has to be a team element to it. And there's just such a a lack of focus, and you watch the way that Kyler Murray talked to his players on the sidelines. It's just, it doesn't look like a good team. It doesn't look like they have a team. It looks like they just have a collection of guys trying to do it uh, and without, you know, any real harmony is the way that I see it. You know, the, the safety that they gave up, you know, on a, on a bad snap, you know, an important game, you know, at home, just a lot of lack of focus, just bad mistakes, lack of focus. They had a bunch of penalties as well. You know, obviously all the different missed kicks. It's just, it, it feels like icky to watch. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, the Cardinals, definitely Titanic, sound the alarms, get the lifeboats ready. There's probably about enough of them to take, you know, 13 or 14 of them and, uh, and, and you know, put it in the history books, man, going down uh, at the bottom of the ocean. It's not good, man. Cardinals will be a, a fun team uh, to bet against. So this reminds me of last season's Steelers 11-0 and start. I mean, now clearly yeah. a 7-0 is not as good as 11-0, but I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it's another shocking, you know, turn of events, um, which of course, you know, they've got two games left to figure things out. They've got Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, so you know, the, the, their fate is not sealed, but uh, I agree with oh, you. It's, that, sealed. Uh, it's, it's sealed. all but sealed. <laughs> cue, the, cue the seal. Cue the seal. Sound sound bite. Uh, it's oh, sealed, man. It's, look it's, Kingsbury one. looks like honestly. Kingsbury looks like a deer in the headlights. I mean, you look at the way that he's calling this game. He's calling this game scared. I mean, Kyler Murray can like run the ball at will. This can be a game where you do what you have to do to win it. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what plays to call. He doesn't know how to be aggressive. It just it's. It was, I mean, it's a complete, this is three games in a row now. This is a complete, uh, you know, team. This is a team dissolving before our eyes, and, and Kingsbury is as much to blame as anyone else. Oh, boy. All right, well, I'll tell you what. With that, let's head to the Sunday slate. The Buffalo Bills 
And I believe this was – yes, this was Sunday slate. The Buffalo Bills head into New England and shellac the Patriots 33-21. to That was only sh- two short weeks ago where the Patriots in Buffalo in stunning fashion beat the Bills 14-10, to I believe that final was. So this was definitely a revenge game, and the Bills were motivated and took full advantage of that. They retake the AFC East division lead, and this was the tale of two quarterbacks. Josh Allen really had an excellent game for the first time in a couple games, You know, at least for, versus a good defense. He went 30 for 47 for 314 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He had 64 rush yards. On the other side of the coin, Mac Jones really showed his, you know, lack of experience and how he still has a long uh, road to develop. He went 14 for 32 for 145 yards, zero touchdowns and two picks. The Bills never trailed in this game and they had no punts or turnovers. Going back to Josh Allen, let's give him some credit. He's the first Bill ever with 4,000 yards passing in consecutive seasons. This uh, raises some serious questions about Mac Jones and the Patriots having to throw and playing from behind. Mad Money Mike, want to get your thoughts on this game. And I want to ask you, are the Bills and Josh Allen back? Oh, yeah. The Bills and Josh Allen are back and rolled the tape. But I do believe that this is a 3-0 and start. Uh, for Mad Money Mike, I did. Uh, I did. Uh, I did take the Bills to win this one. I can't remember. Did we take this one to the tracker as well? Did you take the Pats? This is the one we took to the tracker. This is one of two. I don't think we took Colts Cardinals, but you uh, okay. you did take twenty five from me on this one. Okay. All right. Yeah. So obviously I'm off to a hot start. The loyal listeners are going crazy. They want to throw me a ticker tape parade and that's fine. If they want to, I understand. I'm off to a hot start. This is three and zero on the week so far. The Bills are back. Josh Allen is doing what he has to do. I talked about the intangible. I talked about the it factor. I talked about the look in his eyes, and that is exactly what we saw. Uh, the guy is, you know, the guy's a legend in the making, you know, and, uh, and there's no there's no other way to say it. They're, they're playing as a team. They're playing with a lot of fire. They're playing with great coaching. They're firing on all cylinders. They appear to be peaking at the right time. I talk about that kind of the season in thirds. They definitely had some some slippage there in that middle third, and then now they're peaking in the end. And watch out, postseason, the Bills are on their way to the top once again, man. I like the Bills. I like the Bills a lot. Now, obviously, we got question marks at running back, but great teams figure it out, and they're figuring it out. And when that starts happening, you know, uh, Players step up, running backs that you never would have thought would have shining moments all of a sudden do because they, they're rising to the level of their team. That's the kind of thing that's happening in Buffalo. I think I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Super Bowl winning bet sprinkle-worthy. You know, we'll sprinkle-worthy. That's, that's how high I am on the Bills right now. Wow. Taking a look quickly here on calf drinks, you can get the Buffalo Bills – Super Bowl champs plus 850. You heard it here first, folks. Mad Money Mike, worth a sprinkle. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. I tell you what, let's move on to an AFC North division matchup. The Baltimore Ravens and their practice squad of uh, in the defensive secondary head into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. This line for most of the week when it wasn't sure who was going to play quarterback for the Ravens was around, you know, Bengals favored by two and a half to three, but 
it closed minus seven when uh, word got out that Josh Johnson was going to be the Ravens quarterback. So it didn't matter. The Bengals crushed the Ravens, uh, winning 41 to 21. Yeah, like I said, the, the Ravens didn't have a secondary on their defense due to so many injuries. And uh, Josh Johnson was signed 10 days prior to this game. Do you remember Mad Money Mike? Josh Johnson is the same quarterback that played three games for the Jets earlier this year. Do you remember that? I do. I do. A real uh, a real journeyman, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I also think he made his rounds up in uh, the, either the AFL or some other football league, too. So, yeah. Canadian he's, uh, or something, yeah. Yeah, he's been around the block, and uh, he, uh, he took another L. Joe Burrow threw for 525 passing yards and four touchdowns. That's the fourth most passing yards all time. The Bengals now lead the AFC North, and the Ravens on a four-game losing streak are now on the outside looking into the playoff picture, provided that the Dolphins take care of business. We're recording this Monday night uh, versus the Saints, and it looks like uh, so far that they plan that that uh, they likely will. So Mad Money Mike, I thought this was funny. John Harbaugh got pissed about the Bengals running up the score versus the Ravens, and this is the same John Harbaugh back, I think, around week three or four that – kept rushing the ball versus the Broncos to get that 75th, you know, 100 yard rushing game. And also there's a couple other highlights from a couple years ago where John Harbaugh runs up the score too. So a little bit of uh, irony here in that one, but wanted to ask you, can the Bengals win a playoff game on the road? It looks like they are going to take care of business and get a home game provided they can, uh, you know, complete uh, the close out the AFC North, but what about the Bengals on the road? Do you think that they can travel and compete versus the Bills, versus the Chiefs, versus the Titans? They can. The question is, can they? And the answer is yes, they can. Now, will they? I don't know, man. This is – if there has ever been a team that is impossible to bet on, it is the the 2021 Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they are – impossible they it isn't there's just no way to know what they're going to do they have the ability to be like the best football team you've ever seen joe burrow 525 passing yards four touchdowns t higgins 194 receiving yards two touchdowns come on man that's insane like this was like a team like just playing their face off you know joe mixon had a a, had a rushing touchdown as well as a, a receiving touchdown you know, everybody was getting touchdowns in this game. And it's unbelievable performance from the Bengals, but they can't do it all the time. They won't do it all the time. That we know. They will not do this week in and week out. They're not one of those teams. So, which week is it? Which week? You know, there's no way to know. Um, I don't I don't know how else to say it, man. Yeah, Baltimore is a, is a mess. I believe I took an L on this one. I think I took Baltimore, but I was talking about Huntley as uh, as a guy who was like peaking and obviously Huntley didn't play so is it really fair that I had to take a <laughs> loss even though I like called on the podcast before I knew he wasn't playing I don't know Big Bad Brent those are questions for you to answer either way he didn't play their defense didn't play nobody played it was like people from the stands that played and uh they took, this was they this week was particularly uh, bad when it came to COVID cases and injuries. There were over 250 active COVID cases the, this week. So um, you know, definitely in the look ahead for week 17, we're going to want to uh, keep tabs on that as the week progresses. But Mad Money Mike, the Bengals won by 20. 
the, the spread closed at seven. Had the Bengals won by four or five or six, you know, in between two and a half and seven, I could be talked into a refund, but getting 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 toasted by twenty, I'm gonna need that twenty-five bucks, especially since you took twenty-five from me in uh Bill's Pets. No, no, absolutely. You get you get your twenty five. You get your twenty five. I would not. You know, it's not a it's not a no action. That's for sure. It's a buyer beware. And uh, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I am so tired of this COVID stuff, man. I don't even. We could do an entire episode. Let's do a third episode where we just like rant about how just unbelievably tired we are of the COVID stuff, man. It is it is brutal, but it is the reality. And the casinos aren't going to refund your money. I don't expect you to either, Big Bet Brent. So the $25 <laughs> is yours. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Ravens aren't, you know. So what are we looking at here? I think Ravens as a wild card spot, possibly. I don't. Are they going to be able to get it together? It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Ravens. You know, how many players come back from injury? How many players come back from COVID? They're, they're like going to be a different team potentially. But I think all in all, I don't think they have – don't think they're going to have what it takes to to win a playoff game. I see the Ravens getting bounced in the first game if they get one. Yeah, I don't think the Ravens are going to make the playoffs. Um, and going back to the Bengals, um, I think you answered the question. Their first game being division winners will likely be at home, but then they'll have to go on the road. And if we're talking about them not being able to put two good games together, then likely they're not good for multiple wins. So that's something we'll, uh, we'll want to keep tabs on. At least they have a really good quarterback. So uh, their future is bright. I tell you future what, so you were right indeed. Yeah, you were talking about COVID, right? And we talked a little bit about you know 250 cases. This this is a, a good a good uh, you know case study for overcoming adversity. And this is the Steelers going into Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs, and the Chiefs dominating the Steelers 36 to 10. The Chiefs had at one point 13 players on the COVID in the COVID protocol, including Tyreek Hill, who did play in this game but Travis Kelsey did not so Chiefs overcome this COVID outbreak blow out the Steelers 36 to 10 this uh you know there's not too much to say about this game this is everything this was my lock of the week uh it cashed easily and all I want to say about this is the Steelers have a 13 percent chance to make the playoffs via some I don't even know which you know computer model it was but Via Big Bet Brent's advanced eye test model, the Steelers have a 0.00% chance to make the playoffs. Should pack it in immediately, and Big Ben should permanently hang up his cleats. And this is not a diss on Big Ben because he's had a stellar career. It's just all good things come to an end, and this is that time for him. So not throwing any shade at Big Ben, but his time has come, and uh, it's time for him to – get on the other side of the TV and start casting some games from the booth. Mad Money Mike, the Chiefs keep their one-game lead over the Titans for number one in the AFC, so they still maintain, or at least for now, hold that first-round bye. The question I want to ask you is, the Chiefs' Super Bowl odds are plus 400, and their odds to win the AFC Conference Championship is plus 175. So I want to get your thoughts on this game, and I also want to ask, are either of those worth a sprinkle? Well, I... I got to tell you, I got to bring it back to the COVID thing when we talk about betting on the Chiefs. It's they are a team that we've talked about this. We talked about this last week. Their performance and their success hinges on a few key players. If they're without like one guy, if they're without Chris Jones on defense, like I don't know if they can win a playoff game, let alone an AFC championship. So what happens with COVID? 
you know, I don't know if he already got COVID. Was he out with COVID? Is he back with COVID? What happened with COVID? It's just like such a weird time to talk about betting. But all of those types of extreme variables aside, the answer to your questions is yes. The way that they're playing right now on both sides of the ball, uh, and, and I think that Chris Jones was out with COVID. I think it would. It, it was. Seems like so he, he's got 90 days, so he should be good. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So, you know, you have to assume that their defense is going to continue playing at a high level, and obviously their offense is, is playing at a high level. And so the answer to your question is yes, worth a sprinkle. Now, I uh, I want to give you a gold star for taking the high road with uh, Big Ben. You didn't want to throw any shade. And, uh, you know, I guess you left that up to Mad Money Mike because, believe me, I actually I need to ice my shoulder. I need to ice my shoulder because I've been throwing – so much shade at Big Ben. <laughs> like this guy is such garbage, man. <laughs> Unbelievable garbage. Now roll the tape. We both took uh, Chiefs here, right? This is another win. Yes, sir. Yeah, you we really it, cleaned man. up this past week. Oh, your your boy Mad Money Mike's at five and one right now. Five and mm-hmm. one. Now you know we're uh, inevitably we're gonna have to get to the lock of the week, you know, and it's just gonna be like what happened there. But it doesn't matter. The point is, I talk about this every week. What are the picks in totality? I'm at four and one right now, okay. And uh, you know what can you say? I mean, I, I just don't see how anybody could have seen this coming, man. You know, the Steelers are trash. Big Ben, what a uh, what a way for him to uh, to hang up the cleats. You know, it's like he had he had a lot of opportunities to hang the cleats up on high notes. And here he is. He's going to slink away from the game on a garbage season that really rested on his shoulders a lot. His poor play. That's like the thing you don't want to do. You don't want to stick around to the point where like you tanked a season for your team. All these guys who worked day in and day out, like they suffer. They don't get a postseason. They don't get anything because of you, because of your garbage play. And this is the season that you're going to pick to retire. You should have done it before when you still had some game left, and uh, you've really let everyone down. And shame on you, Big Ben. Now, with that being said, best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like how you brought that one back to uh, positivity. But yes, all right. So, Steel, we're going to get into uh, playoff uh, implications here in a second. Like I said, thirteen percent, but. Uh, Big Big Brent's advanced eye test shows 0%. But, uh, okay, so that covers up our recap. I did want to mention uh, some other key games to note that did occur in Week 16 because of their impact into the playoff, uh, you know, the, the playoff race. The Browns, 22. The Packers, 24. So, the, you know, the Browns are uh, even worse, you know, on the outside looking into that last wildcard spot. The Chargers got upset by the Texans. 29 to 41 so Whoa. the chargers are, are still right in that race but they really uh really could have used that win versus a team that's tanking so um that one ruined a lot of money line parlays and then the broncos 13 raiders 17 so of those two teams it looks like uh the raiders are in uh in contention here for that last wild card spot so man quickly, money like quickly, oh, oh. quickly yeah yeah got go one more Quickly, we got to talk about Seahawks-Bears real quick. The Bears score a very late touchdown and go for two, a la the Ravens, and they get it. They get it. They get the two-point conversion, and they beat the Seahawks by one. Woof, man. Where is Russell uh, Wilson going to end up? Big Bet Brent, give us the hot take. Where does he land next year? Come to New Orleans. 
come down hey, you got to deal with that snow that was a snowy game man no one likes that no one likes cold weather i mean you just talked about it there up in uh you know up in portland you asked for coal for christmas so you know dear russell wilson it's nice and warm we play in a dome uh ian book right now is throwing pick sixes for the saints you know with uh, all the qb <laughs> issues we have right now so uh we could definitely use you and hey you know our uh, our head coach is an offensive minded head coach uh you know you've been you've been living with pete carroll who's a, a defensive guru so uh guru and uh you know air quotes but uh, we'd love to have you so either come on I the pod and let me you know give you a better case for new orleans and or just uh, just sign with us now I think he is coming on the pod next week. Uh, no promises, but it's it's. I, I heard a buzz. Um, but I'll be keeping the fingers crossed for him. Man, to be honest with you, I think that's a good fit in New Orleans with Sean Payton. Uh, you know, he's a you know Sean Payton is a an incredible coach, man. A guy who like really puts together a heck of a game plan, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And you know, to be able to complement that with you know, the offense that, that Russell Wilson can bring and uh, and to kind of, you know, I don't know, there's some similarities between him and Drew Brees um, a little bit to some degree anyways. So, you know, there's kind of like a, you know, a specialness in that. So I think it's probable is what I'm getting at. I don't think it's not just Big Bet Brent trying to make a sell. I think it's probable. And if I was a betting man, given the Saints, you know, terrible situation in quarterback, um, I think that the odds are decent. I think the odds are decent, man. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that'll be a bet that we can make probably not now, but definitely in the off season. So to be, uh, revisited. Excellent. Um, yep. Boy, I would love to bet on that and win that. Uh, in fact, I probably won't bet on it cause I don't want to jinx it. So, all right. Yeah. Let's talk, uh, you know, playoff picture. So in the AFC, we've pretty much got, Six playoff spots, all but clinched. They're not technically clinched, but Chiefs Chiefs are clinched. Titans, Bengals, Bills, Colts, Patriots are nine or nine and six or better. It pretty much comes down to the seventh playoff spot, which provided, like I said, Miami Dolphins beating the Saints tonight, they'll get that last playoff spot at eight and seven. All these teams are going to be eight and seven or already are eight and seven, and it'll come down to either the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Chargers, or the Ravens. Um, like I said, you know, Dolphins currently in that spot. So four teams, one spot. Mad Money Mike, the Chargers, uh, you know, losing last week or the other day to the Texans really opened it back up for these other teams in the hunt here. So definitely something we're going to want to stay uh, stay in, uh, keep a close eye on. Meanwhile, in the NFC, you've got five teams that have already clinched a spot. Um, so like, regardless of what happens and that's the Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Bucks, and Cardinals in the hunt provided the saints lose today. It, it's all but sealed up for the 49ers and the Eagles, um, unless something crazy happens, but the Vikings taking the L the other day, uh, dropping to seven and eight, the Falcons also being seven and eight. I took a look at their schedules and, and they would have to win both of their games. Um, meanwhile, the 49ers and the Eagles just need to win one more. So, uh, 49ers and Eagles definitely in the driver's seat. Um, as we go uh, into the last two weeks of the season, Mad Money Mike, it's looking like you're going to owe me fifty bucks. The Eagles sneak in here, and the Vikings, uh, you know, faltering. You ready to you ready to cough up some more cheddar? Uh, yeah, I suppose I am, man. I suppose I am. I suppose we got caught. I got caught on this one. Um, I don't. I don't really see. There's nothing. You know, there's no way around it. I'm pretty sure it's locked up, man. I think the NFC's done. So it's a little bit sad, man. I was hoping that. 
there would be a little bit more parity in that kind of that last spot so that we had, you know, because what's exciting with an extended season is how much, you know, teams will be playing their starters and what will matter for that very last game. That's what we want to see. I mean, what's the point of adding another week to the season if it's just going to be a bunch of second stringers and, and teams not really playing hard because there's nothing to play for and they don't want to get injured and all that stuff we see. We don't want to see that run rampant because otherwise, I mean, as a fan, as a sports fan, it's just it falls into that, you know, what's the point category. So a little disheartening uh, that that does seem to be shaping up as the case in the NFC. It looks like everyone's going to be kind of, you know, locked into those spots and uh, and yours truly is uh, is going to be out another fifty on account of the Vikings being garbage, Dalvin Cook, COVID, just uh, you know, just a mess, man, just a mess. But what can you say? You know, we got a lot of got a lot of storylines in the AFC though. You know, still still a lot cooking there. We could definitely definitely see a week seventeen, you know, uh, lot on the line in the AFC. So a lot of good storylines shaping up. You know, the playoff standings recap is is more exciting with each week. And uh, I don't know about you, man. Bust out the popcorn. I'm on the edge of my seat, you know? Yeah, I, I, I do think there's a lot of play left. I, I'm not uh, I'm not disheartened at all by, you know, teams throwing in the towel and only half of the games are fewer meaning things. I think there's, you know, jockeying for position. And, you know, like you mentioned in the AFC, like half the teams could still make the playoffs. Now, granted, it's only one spot, but everyone wants that last spot. So not to mention the Texans upset the Chargers, and that's a team that should be tanking. So I'm super excited for these last two weeks, and we're going to very shortly get into our NFL Week 17 pick four. I did want to briefly give Deep Pockets some props because he won the Yahoo Pick'em Challenge for this week, regardless of the outcome in tonight's game. And then, Mad Money Mike, I wanted to ask you in Betstamp how you are doing. I am going to start. I had a good week. I hit on my lock of the week, Chiefs minus 10. I took a nice under on the Colts-Cardinals game. And I made some good live bets on Green Bay versus the Browns. I am up $2,500. Mad Money Mike, how are you doing? Um, I'm done. I'm done. I'm back to only being up like a thousand. I don't even know if I'm going to have enough at this point. I'm going to, well, I'm going to have to make moves just to have at least half of your stack so that I can go all in on a final bet in the final week to put the pressure on you to decide what you're going to do. Um, you know, you ran away with it, man. It's just, uh, you know, unfortunately, no, just a few cold, a few cold live plays, you know, I thought the, I thought the Browns were going to pull it off against the Packers. Obviously, cue tinfoil hat sound effect. You know, let's we talk got... about that because we're going to talk <laughs> yeah. about Twitter next. Mad Money Mike, I retweeted it, guys. At it's a lock podcast on Twitter. If you're not following us, you need to. Pretty much the last uh, impactful play of the game. There was a no call on the Green Bay Packers defensive back on a clear defensive holding call or pass interference, depending on if the ball is in the air or not, but um, definitely affected the Browns wide receiver and ended up, the play ended up being intercepted by that defensive back. So Mad Money Mike, I don't know if uh, the NFL just gets more money when the Packers play at home or, you know, just the whole Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay hype, but the Browns could have won that game. They did. The Browns (laughs) did win that game. 
<laughs> I mean, there's no other way to say it. It's an embarrassment uh, to the National Football League. And, you know, the referee thing, the referee thing has got to end. I mean, can we all agree that the referee thing has to end? It just has to end. We got to get rid of them. We got to get these guys out of there. It's, uh, it's a shame. What? Uh, robots, cameras, <laughs> lasers. I don't know, man. But, like, it's not working with these guys. They're, they're ruining the game. They're ruining the game. There's just no other way to say it. They're ruining the game. And, uh, and I'm sick of it. And it happened again, Browns, Packers. Um, I can't even remember. Help me remember. What was the train of thought here? What were we talking about? What were we even talking about? I'm so hot. I'm so heated about the terrible refereeing. I can't even remember what we segued into this from. That's fine. You, we were talking about bet stamp. How you? Uh, oh yes. Okay. Browns. I took Browns. I took a Browns live bet, and then I took a Cardinals live bet. That's how it happened. A Browns live bet. A Cardinals live bet. Because there was a moment there early on before the Cardinals like missed all those field goals and before the safety and everything, where their defense was just pl- like they were putting so much pressure on Carson Wentz and Kyler Murray was you know running the ball and then it just all fell apart. And if you want good odds, you got to jump on it before it runs away from you. And uh, what I saw in that moment was them uh, you know making it happen at home in front of the home crowd and getting juiced up, and then uh, it, it came off the tracks after that. And, touche touche yeah so it's uh it's it's a it's a tip of the cap to you on bet stamp man i think when we do this again next year i might have to come up with a different game plan the the taking my foot off the gas pedal there in the middle third of the season really came back to haunt me so uh congratulations on uh on uh you know a, a strong showing where you're at right now and uh hopefully there's you know it's a it's, it's a chip in a chair situation you know who yeah, knows it's not over mad money mike it's not it's over. Still you know it's, left. And, and you don't need half my stack this isn't like jeopardy jeopardy you can at most you go for a double bet you could do some sort of crazy parlay and like if you hit oh, it you like point, five point, times your money so good point, your anti jinx is not gonna work because uh, i'm right. calling <laughs> it out right now so um but yeah kind of <laughs> so moving on and, and going back to twitter um like i said you can check out that packers uh no call that uh, pretty much affected the out potential affected the outcome of the game. I also want to mention that the Browns head coaching staff and their play calling was complete trash. They had all three timeouts and they should have kept pounding the rock, but instead they started throwing the ball. So, um, you know, two, two wrongs didn't make a right and uh, neither of those should have happened. So um, poo-poo on the Browns head coaching for their play calling. Also, guys, Madman Mike was talking about earlier how he went five, four and one in his picks last week. And if you're not following him on BetStamp, you need to. I retweeted this as well. Um, you can find my our podcast, Bet Stamp at It's a Lock Podcast. And Mad Money Mike's got his own as well. You know, for our challenge, his ROI is over fifty percent. My RR the podcast ROI is like ten to twenty percent. I forget, but um, cool. Mad Money Mike, you're you're crushing it. Except for this past week on Bet Stamp, oh, I will give you props. Yeah, I was crushing it. Why don't you hit the refresh button? And let everybody down. <laughs> So guys, don't refresh that. Um, all right. So I tell you what, I tell you what, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna hit it up with season two, episode number twenty-two. We're gonna talk injuries, news, and notes, and then get into our NFL week seventeen. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. 
On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.